So I put a call out for anyone to write a remembrance about motherhood. We all have mothers. We're shaped by our mothers, given life by one, and raised by her or others. Some mothers are helpful, some are toxic, and some are somewhere in between. A mixture, inevitable. So I knew everyone could make observations and would have seminal stories to tell. My mother was born in a dugout in 1900. She was resourceful, smart, and creative with an ongoing desire to learn and excel. She obtained a degree from Oklahoma A&M and was a fine teacher and wonderful role model for many children, including her own. So Carmen Kinsey wrote that brief tribute about her mother, Maud Esther Ward Buck. Carmen's written several essays about growing up in Scheidler, Oklahoma, the values of small-town life, small life, and of her parents' choices. When house hunting in Scheidler in the early summer of 1930, my mother declared that the little white house on Gypsy Street would do nicely. By today's standards, the house was lacking in insulation, space, kitchen cabinets, and closets, Sharing a double bed, dressers, drawers, closets, and clothes, Carmen remarks, well, looking back, 70 years later, I guess this is where we learned patience, love, and forgiveness. Although, it didn't seem that way at the time. We focus on mothers this particular day, not because it's a made-up holiday financed by greeting card companies, the rose industry, chocolate. It originally, originally, a Unitarian mother, Julia Ward Howe, wrote the appeal to womanhood throughout the world, the proclamation you heard earlier. So writing after the horrors of the American Civil War, Julia imagined an annual day where women from all over the earth could meet for discussing how to achieve world peace. Her assumption was women would convene as mothers, keeping the duty of protecting their children foremost in their minds. Her vision of world peace still faintly glows at the core of this day, and it deserves our scraping away the ash to blow on its embers, reclaiming and amplifying. Julia Ward Howe pits war against charity and mercy and patience. War erases these values. War is where sons and daughters unlearn the basic lessons of family life. War destroys the gifts of life and creation. Its carnage interrupts the critical humanizing lessons handed down between generations. Because serving as a mother means having a lock 
on life's sacredness. Being a mother, it's an attitude. It's more than a biological relation. Nurturing need not be elaborate or grand. Our director of religious education, Jackie Portman, writes a brief tale about an annual tradition of her mother's and how Jackie repeats the essential lesson with her own daughter. Although I grew up in an agnostic household, my mom always said that Christmas was the best time of year. She celebrated with gusto, which meant decorating the house and preparing special treats to share with visitors. I was her assistant chef. And each year we made bourbon balls, glass candy, Mexican wedding cookies, buckeye candy, sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, fudge, and applesauce date cake. This production required a lot of organization, a skill which my mom had mastered in secretarial school. We spent about a week shopping and cooking together. Through the years, we shared many stories, and she doled out a lot of advice. As my own daughter was growing up, I didn't have time to devote to the Christmas baking ritual, so for years our practice has been to make chocolate chip cookies as I share family stories and dole out advice. The tradition has continued, just changed a bit with the times. While fundamental tasks of mothering a child and training a generation doesn't change, each era creates new challenges and opportunities. Julia Ward Howe marries a stern, domineering man who forbids her working outside the home. He prohibits her from publishing any of her poems and writings while relying heavily on her as an editor and writer for his newspaper, The Commonwealth. Yet, Julia is unstoppable, and her creative will and impulse, she overcomes the 19th century cultural confines of her gender role as wife and mother to be published. Her poem, The Battle Hymn of the Republic, lives on to this day, just as her peace proclamation nudges us to set aside today in honor of motherhood, mothering, and mothers. Hope Church member Janet Williamson tells the story about the cultural changes her mother experiences living to be a hundred and the cultural battles she fought for motherhood. She remembers being taken to see the spirit of St. Louis when it returned to its namesake city and gazing in amazement at the little tin thing that flew a man across the Atlantic Ocean. Years later, she was only a little less amazed when my cousin flew in the Powder Puff Derby, a coast-to-coast race for women pilots now abandoned because there are so many women pilots, it's no longer a novelty. She had to quit work 
at the University of Tulsa when her pregnancy with Janet became obvious and it could no longer be hidden behind a desk. She took on the Tulsa school system and won so I, so Janet, could take drafting in high school instead of home economics or glee club like girls were supposed to take. Years later, she talked about the obvious progress of women when a granddaughter decided to take auto mechanics and no one had to grant permission. Being a mother is an attitude. The title for this sermon comes from a novel by that science fiction author, Robert Heinlein. Motherhood is an approach to teaching and nurturing rooted in peace, supported by charity, mercy, and patience. The complete line from Heinlein's book goes, being a mother is an attitude, not a biological relation. And Deborah Whitaker, Hope member, writes about this idea that motherhood is a a worldview, an attitude, in a slightly different way. She writes, Not experiencing motherhood doesn't mean you can't experience being a mother. Motherhood is the choice to put someone else's happiness and well-being ahead of your own. Not because you must, but because you choose. My own mother died more than 30 years ago, but I'm keenly aware and grateful for all the men and women who have mothered me along the way and continue to. We're never too old to need healthy mothering. One parenting book I read when our children were young claimed some indication of how well you were doing mothering and fathering that you were on the right path is when your young child could begin to take care of you when you were sick. Cups of tea brought, reading fetched, or most precious of all, doors softly closed with children on the other side. Those all mark the beginning of the next generation of mothering skills, no matter the child's gender identity. Those are the simple gestures, but domestic expressions of charity, mercy, and patience. Mothering is an attitude. As Julia Ward Howe explains, whereby the great human family can live in peace, each bearing after his own time the sacred impress, not of Caesar, but something greater. May it be so.